0: Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Brian Baldinger. That's Brian Baldinger with The Best Football Show. I'm Baldy. Um, not in my uh, film room in New Jersey, I'm in my film room in Florida, but I spent the morning really studying Thursday night football and what Buffalo did last night, because it could have been a lot worse. You know, they got stopped on the goal line. Um, you know, it could have been a runaway Uh, early in that game but you know tampa kept it close 10 10 you know and then buffalo blew it open but here's what i saw last night i saw a couple things from buffalo i saw a really smart game plan the ball got passed around to everybody everybody got involved last night james cook ran really well Um, josh allen was a part of the run game the 13 yard run that was his call that was a pass play Tampa's running Tampa, too. Devin White runs out of the middle of the field. He just sees the seized part, and he just said, to heck with it, I'm taking it. And we saw that a bunch. We we saw him run last night. And when he's a part, when he's running as a part of the offense, this offense is more dynamic. They're just more difficult to stop. You have to account for him. He's just that good. Now, you could say, well, he wants to protect himself. He does injuries, turnovers. I don't think you can legislate against it. I, I think when he sees it, And he feels that he's got to go. He's just that talented. But, you know, you saw Shakir last night. Six targets, six catches, 90 yards. uh, A lot of big plays. You saw Dalton Kincaid last night. um, You know, the touchdown, but then a number of other big plays. Gabriel Davis was a factor last night. Stephon Diggs was later in the game, but not necessarily right away. They really spread the ball around um, to everybody. And, uh, you know, I just thought it was a smart game plan, just – a lot of plays last night on rhythm, quick timing. You know, okay, like um, the first play of the game, you know, they got a twin set to the left, outside receiver, and the outside receiver goes outside. <clears throat> they got the wide side of the field. Shakir gets really uh, an option route in the middle. He's got all this field to work with. Just a very easy read, a uh, big, big uh, wide space to, to get the ball to, and Josh hit it right away, saw it right away. The receiver hit it right away, and, um, you know, they get 13 yards in a first down. But Tampa defensively, like obviously they they, they play without Vita Vea. It's a big reason why I think, you know, Josh was able to run it pretty good, and James Cook had a good night running it. Um, So they're without their best run stopper and a real force in the middle. But that being said, they broke down in the secondary way too often. Like, just too many breakdowns. A big play to Shakir for 40-something yards. I mean, it's just a total breakdown in the coverage. Uh, it happened three or four times last night. I, I know Winfield is sort of the captain of the ship back there. He's smart and he gets people lined up. But you could just see his frustration when big plays would happen against him. And then I thought Buffalo's offensive line blocked them up real well. You just didn't see – I mean, Josh had – you know, if he did get any leakage, he took off, but – for the most part, he was well-protected all night. And so I, I think, you know, what it comes down to now, for Tampa who's lost three in a row and they're struggling to score points, you put up 10 points last night. They put up, what did they put up last week? They put up 13 against Atlanta, six against Detroit. But like you're not scoring enough points. And then you say, okay, well, the defense has to shut you out. And they've got, you know, obviously Levante and Devin White and Carlton Davis and Winfield. They've got good players, but they're not – you can't just – if you're not scoring points, you're not going to win games. And they're not scoring. You know, they're a 10- or 13-point offense right now. It's not good enough. And so I don't know what the answer is. They can't run the ball. They brought in Chase Edmonds last night. He wasn't any any different than Rashad White or uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Like, I've never seen a team over a two-year period of time – I can't remember a team that has more one- and two-yard runs – than the Tampa Bay Bucks. Every once in a while, they'll get a split. You know, they'll get an eight or ten-yard run once in a while. Rashawn got one last night. But, like, they're consistently one and two yards. And if they get they run it on second and nine, next thing you know, it's third and six, third and seven. Like, you know, and then the other thing is, you know, third and nine, you got to get to first down. You can't be diving on the ground, catching a ball for seven yards, then punting, um, unless you plan on going for it on fourth down, and they're not a big fourth down team. So that's that. And then you look at Tampa's offense, you know, it starts with the run game. It's non-existent. So they're one-dimensional. And they had trouble getting the ball to Mike Evans last night. The one big play they got, got called back because of a holding holding call by Cody Mock. But it's just – it just doesn't look good. You know, the ball bounces off Terrell Bernard's helmet. Uh, It's a bad snap to, you know, to Baker. And he's just scrambling just to get the ball out of his hands. And then you get a 43-yard, you know, pass to Mike Evans – where you feel like maybe there could be a spark there, and then, you know, the right guard gets a holding call. And they have all these pre-snap penalties. And then Baker just, the timing sometimes, just isn't there. I mean, Buffalo should have had more interceptions than they had last night. Um, You know, like, you know tip balls and, you know, receivers not in the right spot, or at least where Baker thinks they're going to be. Miscommunication. They're just not a good offense. I mean, yes, there's Mike Evans there, and you know, and Chris Godwin, and they have been great players. Uh, you know, and then, you know, this Trey Palmer looks like he's got something to him. And Kate Otten. you know, the tight ends are just okay. They're not game breakers. And I just wonder sometimes, and I'm only speculating here. I don't know this. I like Mike Evans personally. But, you know, they they played with Tom Brady for a couple of years. They won a Super Bowl. They know what greatness looks like at the quarterback position. And they don't have it. And it's not Baker's fault. He's not Tom Brady. Nobody is. But after you play with Tom Brady and the ball comes out on time and it's on point. And if it's third and nine, Brady's getting it to you where you're going to get the nine yards or ten to make sure. And you just, you know, Baker's, is he's okay. He's a try-hard guy, always has been a very competitive guy. He's just not even close to Tom Brady. And so I just wonder. Sometimes I see the Buccaneers on third down, and they get another—you know—they're they're stopped short, incomplete pass, ball's not where they think it's going to be, and you just see this body language of like, you know, we're just not good enough. Like that's kind of what the way I take it. And I look, I'm not here to upset anybody in Tampa or speak out of turn. It's just an observation. It looks like that. It looks like there's bod, bad body language when they're walking off the field on another third down stop and they know they can't run the ball and the quarterback is somewhat limited and they don't have big plays down the field with any regularity and you need chunk plays in this business or you need dynamic quarterback play like Buffalo gets. Now part of that is Buffalo's defense is really good Ed Oliver's back in the lineup. Rousseau's back in the lineup. Um, this Terrell, uh, Terrell Bernard is a heck of a player. He's a great player. You know, uh, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Nobody has more experience at safety in this business than those two players. They're the back end of the defense. They do everything. They blitz. They cover. They play the rat. Um, they 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 do it. They they tackle well. They're physical. They let you know they're there. Like they just and when they play their zones, like it's just hard. Bernard's right there in the passing lanes, tipping passes last night. You don't even notice who's at corner. Last night because it it didn't really matter like the pressure they got up front. And so it was just it was just a a matchup where Buffalo got right. And you go, okay they you know, they get Denver and the Jets at home. They've turned the corner. They're five and three. The offense looked really good last night. The line played well. They ran the ball well. Josh got in the run game. I believe he's going to be a part of the run game. I think if the Bills are back down on the one-yard line again, like, you got to just go to Josh. Like, okay, I understand guys can get hurt. I understand all that stuff. But he's just, like, it. I feel like it should be automatic with Josh Allen on short yardage and goal line, like the way it is with Jalen Hurts at Philadelphia. So, I feel like Buffalo has a chance here. They have a chance to really jump up. Like I said, they get Denver at home, the Jets at home. Jets could be, who knows, where the Jets are at. Uh, It could be the biggest game of the week the Jets can take care of business in the next two weeks. So I think it sets up for, you know, a really tight fun AFC East race. All right, that's that. Um, I think I've said this maybe yesterday or the day before, but I'm, I'm headed to Seattle tomorrow and Seattle plays Cleveland and it should be a whale of a game. And You know, when you watch Seattle, it's just remarkable how many rookies are playing. Like, Oluwatini is a rookie. I think he was a fifth-round pick uh, out of Michigan. He's starting at center. Um, You know, you look at the right guard right now, and he's a rookie fourth-round pick out of LSU. And Jake Bobo is a rookie free agent catching a touchdown pass last week. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is a first-round pick catching a touchdown pass last week. Um, You know, and then Devin Witherspoon isn't – you can't take your eyes off him at left corner. And you just see – and, you know, last year they started two rookie tackles and two rookie corners. And you just go – and and they're well coached and they don't make mistakes and they're really good. And you just go, wow, they draft well. John Schneider, hats off to him. And then Pete Carroll's not afraid to play those guys. And I just think that this is going to be a dangerous team. Now, Cleveland could go out there with P.J. Walker – and they could blow him out, shut him down, and Cleveland's defense could rise up and look like the best defense in the league. And Geno Smith could be reduced to rubble. And all that could happen. I don't think it will, though. I think Seattle knows exactly who they are. You know that they're going to, with Kenneth Walker, and I don't know the status of Zach Charbonnet right now, but they're going to run it. They're going to emphasize it. They've got three tight ends that are excellent. And they could do everything, you know, whether it's Noah Fant, Will Disley, uh parkinson those three guys they're good blockers they all can catch they all can run and catch you watch them warm up before the game they're all dunking over the goalpost or trying to catch the ball off the goal post just having fun they're all they're always together like three amigos pre-game warm-up they're having a good time I'm gonna go talk to them out there tomorrow or on Sunday I'm gonna talk to Devin Witherspoon um they're a fun team to be around and they're very confident for that much youth Cleveland, this being said, now this is a big spot for P.J. Walker. We don't know the status going forward of Deshaun Watson, just whether it's concussion, shoulder. The shoulder was terrible. The arm was awful last week. Decision-making was awful from Deshaun. So they're riding P.J. And P.J., look, I've known him since his days he was at Temple with Matt Rule. He's won games in this league in a couple different places. So, you know, he's won two in a row in Cleveland. Um, he understands what his role is and we got to figure out what they're going to do, you know, without, uh, without a Jerome Ford at at running back right now, Yeah, whether it's Pierre strong or like, they got to figure that part out. Um, but they're going to be led by their defense and that's going to be a matchup. And I want to finish the best football show, uh, on Friday's edition here to finish the week. Today is, uh, Friday, October 27th. The trade deadline has been moved back this year to, uh, Tuesday, October 31st And we just saw a couple days ago Kevin Byard shake loose from Tennessee I never thought I would ever see that happen, ever Uh, Howie Roseman got One of the premier Safeties in all of football And Kevin Byard, he's got 28 career Interceptions I've known Kevin since he was at Middle Tennessee State He was a Blue Raider He had 18 takeaways at Middle Tennessee State It's in his DNA Like he sees the field very well He breaks on passes very well he understands the game. He's going to be a tremendous help to the Eagles. And I can just imagine, I haven't talked to the guys of the Eagles yet, but about the trade, but I will. And I just imagine when Kevin Byard walked through that locker room uh, on Wednesday, like the Eagles just already know this, but they're just, it's just a reconfirmation. We're in it to win it. We're all in. And I believe Howie Roseman will make another deal. And I don't know who it's for. I know he was shopping for safeties because they've had injuries at safety every week. But I believe he's still shopping. And I don't know who it's for right now. They picked up Julio Jones last week. But I think when I see a guy like Kevin Byard on the traders mark for basically a fifth and sixth round pick, um, I believe that there's a lot of guys like, you know, can Brian Burns be pried away from a winless Carolina Panther team? Could somebody give up a first-round pick? Because that's what he's worth. Brian Burns is an excellent football player. You put him on a contending team, he's going to make them much better. He's, he's a dynamic player. But could Brian Burns be probably loose? And I don't have any inside information. I'm not Adam Schefter or Jay Glazer or Tom Pelissero. these guys. Ian, uh, you know, I'm not these guys. That's not what I do. But, you know, I just feel like it's going to be a very active market in the next four days. And teams are either going to load up or teams are going to be unloading and basically telling their players, their fans, and their coaches, we're getting ready for next year. And so sometimes that philosophy works and sometimes it backfires. We all know teams that had uh, seemingly unlimited resources and they're not a whole lot better. But, you know, could Denver be unloading assets? Could Carolina be unloading assets? Could the Raiders be unloading assets i mean these are just poor teams right now not saying they were going to be poor teams they're going to stay that way they can turn things around but it's something i'm keeping my eye on and that's friday's edition of the best football show i'm brian baldinger baldy nfl you can catch me you can catch this where you catch your uh your odyssey free app uh, where you uh like download do all those kind of good things and i appreciate it we appreciate it here at odyssey and i look forward to coming to you next monday with more fresh material straight from the film.